Hello and welcome to the second episode of Offside Vibes. Today you are joined by Sam and myself, Ari, where we talk about the Premier League and the Champions League predictions, as well as look back at last week and how that's going to shape up next week. And to finish off, we will talk about the Carabao Cup and the big clash between Chelsea and Liverpool. Big so game, big game it is indeed. So should we just start the let's, let's get into it, why not? So talk about the Premier League, talk about what happened on the, over the past weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, first game, Brentford-Liverpool. Um, I don't think there was too much to talk about. I think Liverpool, Liverpool picked up a, a big win in, in keeping their title hopes on track, but it did come at a bit of a cost. Darwin Nunes and Diego Jota picked up a few injuries, which could um, have an impact on, on Klopp's men. Well, can I just say, I think Jurgen Klopp, I think he's doing a very, very good job considering all their injuries that they've had. They've had lots of interruptions in their side, and I think, and he still manages to produce many, many goals in the games. He still brought four games against Liverpool with with lots of good big players out, and I think Klopp's, Klopp's doing really well in his, in his last season at Liverpool. Um, I thought Brentford's performance was was not very good. Uh, their defense was just horrific. Pinnock, um, who else? They they looked very open. Yeah, yeah. Like you you see the um the first goal, it was almost just clear run in and Jota he he could have he could have had the shot. In, I, I mean, sorry, Nunes he could have just passed it to Jota and he would have scored um an open goal. But instead, he, he decided to go with the chip and it worked out pretty well for him. Well, and I it saw, gave Liverpool a 1-0 lead. I saw, I saw a funny video. It was it was some like meme clip of of Jota doing a bunch of different tasks. And he, he it was all easy shot and he just got it and he missed it. And then he made the, diffi- the thing hard and then he scored. And I just thought it was a funny way of how how he played he instead of passing it off to Jota and get the get the easy pass he went for the over the top shot and he scored it however as you should all know Darwin Nunes is not a person for scoring he's not a very reliable he's not a reliable yeah. sharpshooter in front of goal but back to what I was saying about Klopp I think now they have big outs in Jota, Sabasly, Trent, Allison, Curtis Jones, Darwin Nunes <clears throat> and I think they and he had Salah. That's out, almost that's almost Salah's half. Out. That's more than half yeah, the squad. Yeah. And, and now Salah's Salah's back, which is a big, a big in. But he's probably now going to have to take that, um, take on that role. striker role. And then you'd think Harvey Elliott would come in on the on the right, and Luis Diaz would play on the left, and if he is uh, if he is fit. What what were your thoughts on Bradley, their right back? I think he's a very good player. I think um, I think young players are inconsistent at times but I think Bradley he's he's come in and he's done a very a very solid job there yeah and from a Brentford perspective I think well I mean Ivan Tony got the goal I mean you can't complain with Ivan Tony um he's been playing well since his since his nine month return I think however as I was saying about the defense Collins Collins and in the midfield Norgard and Jensen they just I feel like at times they were they weren't very they weren't very good over the ball. Their defense line wasn't run like what was not run properly. And in their in their midfield, 
in those two plays, I just thought they 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 weren't able to control the game very well. They had to sit back a lot, and I think which allowed the centre backs to pass the ball across their back line. I think those two plays, if they if they stepped up and they actually played well, I think they would have been able to use their defence and use their forwards to, to create more chances. However, because they weren't able to do that, Liverpool. Liverpool capitalised. So, and it ended ended four yeah. one, keeping Liverpool at the top. And um, we'll move on. The topic I'm most excited for. Yeah, yeah. This is this is a huge win. Burnley versus Arsenal. The game ended Arsenal five, Burnley nil. Uh, and speaking of five, it's five wins in a row for the Gunners. Five wins in a row. Twenty. Twenty one goals. Twenty one goals scored. Um, our goal difference is. Bigger, higher than Liverpool at the moment. I don't even know. I'm not uh, sure what it is. No, it's the highest in the Premier League. It's the highest in the league. Um, we've also got one of the best defences in the league at the moment. Um, Saka getting 100 goals and 100 um, goal involvements. 100 goal involvements. In 200 games or 218 games or something, which is mental for 23, 23 or something. 20, he's 22. 22 old. Player, he's he's ridiculous. That yeah. that star boy. Yeah, he he's we are so. I think I think you look at Arsenal's team and they are so blessed to have players such as Saka, Odegaard, Saliba, Rice, Martinelli. Like I think any other club in the world would die for any of would die for any of our players at the moment. And it's only a matter of time before we. Maybe not this season, but maybe in the coming years where we are just unstoppable and we are winning trophy after trophy. We hope, we hope, we hope, we hope, we hope. We hope. Don't, don't jinx it. Don't it is, it is going to come. It is going to come. I, I'm, I've got full faith. We're in the race. We are, we are well and truly alive. I, I thought, I thought a couple of weeks ago, I thought we may keep our title hopes alive, but it's just not going to happen. But I feel like the way that we are going, it almost is a better version of last season. Yeah, we are playing better than last season, I think. I think I think yeah. last season we were so good for majority of the season and really looking like a true title-winning side. But then, unfortunately, injuries and bad results came our way and, and we surrendered our, our title. Well, I think what's going to keep the motor through is Arteta, I think... Well, I actually saw he um he said he said that he, he I mean he was happy with the performance obviously but he said he he thinks we could have actually won six seven eight nil we could have scored even more goals and he and he wants more from from Arsenal on the side and I think that's what's going to keep pushing us forward and keep getting these big wins and keep allowing us to be confident against these big sides that we're going to have to play against in the coming game weeks and if Arsenal can keep our players. If we can keep our players fit and healthy, I think, I think we have a very good side. However, with a few a few knocks and a few injuries, may uh, may overturn this and we may end up end up um, end up end, end up, up fall, falling down and it'll, it'll be tough like, think, amongst this big title race. I think what's a little bit different to the Arsenal from last season is that I think the depth is pretty is pretty solid as well. I think. While Gabriel Jesus has been out, Leandro Trossard has come in and filled that role. Um, even without Zinchenko, Kirior played 
you know, it's, it's taken him a little bit of time and I've never really understood why he's playing at left back when he is a centre back. But as time has gone on, he's slowly grown into that position. Um, David Raya hasn't been able to do too much in goal and over the last over the last few games. Um, and I think it was good game management taking Declan Rice off. Um, I think he is playing a lot of minutes and he doesn't need to be out there all the time. When we don't need him, especially when we're up three, four, five nil, yeah. Especially that. Um, did did Saka come off at any stage in the game? I, I don't. Yeah, it would have come off. He would have come off late. Which, which, I, to be honest, I don't really understand. We're up, we're up comfortably, playing, playing really well, dominating with the ball, and, I, and we're up three, four nil. And I don't, and and he did stay on, and I don't think that was really necessary. I think he can come off. He gets a lot of minutes in our side, that, and it's that tough. guy needs protection. Like, how how would his legs be feeling after every game? Like, yeah, I, yeah. he plays super stiff. He plays eighty minutes every game, which is not normal, especially especially as a winger, especially needing this explosive power and playing ninety minutes a week in week out. Now we have with the Champions League, which we'll talk about later on. Um, he needs that leg power and he needs that rest and recovery. But you know, Arteta's the manager, so. He knows. He knows what he's doing. He makes a decision. I hope he knows what he's doing. Um, last thing, as we spoke about, as I, as I spoke about last week on the podcast, um, I think as Sam said, with Sinchenko out, yes, Kirios come in, come in that left back position. But I think Ben White's filled filled in the role of Sinchenko in the way that he's been able to come in the midfield, link up with, link up with our midfield players, and then we end up playing with a back three with with this floater in Ben White. And I think he's done very well as this kind of so-called midfielding position. And also, and then, but he's also has that ability, which I think Zinchenko sometimes struggles at, at in defending because Ben White came from a centre-back role coming into the right-back position. He has that defensive qualities that I don't think Zinchenko has too strongly. And I think he's doing a really good job in filling those shoes. I was also a little bit surprised, something that sort of caught my eye. And I'm not going to be showing any hate here on Kai Havertz because I've always wanted to, to, to back him and support him. But I was very surprised that Jorginho didn't start in this game. And I know it's pretty hard to drop players after a, a 6-0 win. But I just felt that um, Burnley, they're a very strong and, and physical side. And I felt that having another, I guess, defensive midfielder in there would help would help curb that. Um, but I guess Arteta, he's decided to go with Havertz, someone that's maybe a little bit more attacking and looking to go forward. And Declan Rice has had to has had to do all the work um, in that DM role. But when Thomas Partey is fit, I'm not too sure what he's what he's going to do. There's, there's a lot of selection headaches in this Arsenal side. Well, I also want to add about the Jorginho. I think he's been, as I spoke about last week, he's been very, very, very good. Um, he's created lots of chances for us in Arsenal. He's been able to control the game in that DM role, as well as, which which has allowed Rice, I guess, to push up forward. And he has spoken about Rice. He likes to play in that eight role because then he has that more freedom to push forward into attack. And, and But he also can... Um, come back in defence, which is which is what he's good at. And I think Jorginho, his passes have been very, very good. It's also meant, 
if Havertz is playing, it's also meant that Odegaard has to push into that center midfield role and and have someone playing alongside Rice. So I, I feel like I feel like at the start of the season, I was looking at it and saying Havertz, he's playing the same role as Granite Xhaka, but they don't play in the same position. But I think as long as Arteta, he, he knows what he's doing in that area. And if Thomas Partey gets fit, then um, I think he may have to make, then he may come in for Havertz, but we'll have to wait and see, I suppose. All right, should we move on to the next game? We've got Fulham Villa. Um, Aston Villa picked up a win, puts them into the top four. Watkins, Watkins looking the player, the player to beat in as a centre back. Centre backs all across, all across the Premier League need to be worried about that man. He can score from anywhere when he has the ball inside the box. He can score from headers. He's um, he's very, he he's he very, he's very right. athletic. Left, right foot. Um, no, I'm just saying. Beat defenders one on one. He's a big, he's a big player, and he can, and he, and when he gets the ball, when he gets the ball in the box and it's at, down at his feet, he can make, he can make anything and make that into a goal. And I think that's just, I think that's a big quality for for Aston Villa, and a quality that Aston Villa need in the striker. And I think Watkins is playing very well. They have had talent, um, in the attacking third, likes of Leon, Leon Bailey, Diaby. But I think with Watkins playing the best he can, I think that's what's allowing them to score many, many goals. And helping and Aston Villa he- achieve as help- well. And I think if Watkins was how he was playing um, two, three years ago, I think Fulham would have got over the win. So with Watkins playing the way he's playing, I think they have every 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 right chance to make to make the Champions League. Um and I think even if they make the Europa League, yes, it'd be a very, very good performance and they should be very, very happy with themselves. I think that Champions League is on the cards for Aston Villa and if they continue performing the way they performed against Fulham, I think they will have a right shirt, a right shot. Um, Alex Moreno, Douglas Louise, I thought they played very, very well in the midfield, able to link up with the fullbacks as well as their attacking players and they... I know. I think they just played. I think they just played very well. I think they just did. They did their role, what, what was asked of them, and they delivered. And that's what game got them the win. They just got to perform consistently. I've, there's there's a bit of a pattern in that top four race. It's like win loss, win loss, one wins, one loses, one okay. goes in, one goes out. Um, but Villa, I think maybe what may cost them is that depth that they've got. Um, if they pick up a couple of injuries, they could be in a bit of trouble. Um, so they they just, if they've got their best starting eleven out there, they've just got to perform, perform consistently and and keep picking up points against against these sort of teams like Fulham. Newcastle versus Bournemouth ended two two. Um, Newcastle for me have been probably one of the most underwhelming sides in the league this season. I, I feel last season they got the, the top four finish. They played Champions League. Well, I don't know what's really wrong with them. Um, I don't know. Getting, getting no, knocked out in the group stages. That's good talent. I don't know what's what's happening with them. And um, I'm not sure. Eddie Howe may be under a bit of pressure. But 
I think Newcastle, it's definitely a backward step from what they produced last season. Definitely very underwhelming. Um, and it'd be very disappointing, I think, if they don't finish in a European spot. Well, yeah. I'll add to that, as I said, Bournemouth, I mean, Liverpool have these strong, strong players in the likes of, we've got Trippier, Trippier, Almiron, Gordon, Fab Wilson, Isaac, Fabian Shaw in the defensive role. Nick Pope, but he isn't. Nick Pope. Oh, Gordon. Oh, I think I may have said him. But all all those players, uh, they, they have talent and they've shown their talent. And I just think, and, and they've shown they can play well together as a unison side, especially in the earlier parts of the season. And they're just mm. not performing. And I'm not sure why. I think, I think it, it, it could come down to Eddie Howe. And Eddie Howe is now under a lot of pressure and I think like losing to conceding two goals against Bournemouth and ending up losing I just think that's just and it was a yeah I think I think when you overachieve you tend the manager or the coach he tends to change up the way that he's playing that um, makes them play like a top four side that helps them play like a top four side um, and a top team but also Um, Newcastle Newcastle, they got lucky with that goal. They got lucky with that goal at the end with from from Richie. Um, they they got very lucky, and from what I saw, it didn't look like Newcastle did deserve the win. Yes, they created chances. I think on the other side of the pitch, Bournemouth likes well Solanke. Solanke could have scored another. Solanke missed a few open chances, but yes, he is scoring goals. He's looking like a a proper proper player. Um, Semenu scored a scored a goal, nice backflip on the celebration, um, and I just think, like yes, Bournemouth, Bournemouth's defence is a bit all over the place, which is what's letting them down and conceding lots of goals. I think Bournemouth, Bournemouth's up top is kind of ho- holding their own. Mm-hmm. So Lanky is holding its own. Yeah, and I think we'll move on. Um, yeah. The next game, Nottingham two. West Ham nil. This game, I think, we said this last week, it would be very interesting to see how West Ham would respond. And there was, there were, they were a shadow of that response. Nottingham um, picking up a 2-0 win, which may help them survive and avoid relegation. And West Ham, they're not, they're not going through a great phase at the moment. It's an, another loss for them and still no win in, in 2024. Um their new signing, Calvin Phillips, picking up two yellow cards and was dismissed shortly after. And David Moyes, he's he's under a bit of pressure despite despite them being seventh, eighth in the league. Yeah, but that's because of a good run. They had a they had a they had a very good run in the earlier part of the season and now looking good for top four, but now, now playing very well. Now not really looking good for even finishing in Europe. Um so I um they need to lift their game a bit, sort something out. Um, but Nottingham, it was a very, very good performance for them, despite having one extra player on the field for the last twenty minutes. They, um, Owoni, pretty good. They played very well. Owoni, Gibbs, White. They've got some very good players. Um, and I hope that they stay up in the Premier League. I think they'll stay up in the Premier League. I mean, they've. To be honest, Nottingham Forest have. I, I can't even keep count of how many players they have. They have so many players on their side, lots of players injured, but I think they've, like, they have, they don't have, I want to say they have depth, but they just have lots of players in the squad, and I think that, that whatever the manager chooses to, yeah. choose, 
chooses to play, I think they'll have the players for it because they have so many they have so many signings, they have so many players on their side picked up from free agency or from signings or from trades. And I think Nottingham Forest will stay up in the Premier League. They're, they're building, they're building a good list and slowly, one that's slowly, slowly going to help them move up, move up the table. Oh, Alanga, Alanga from Nottingham Forest. Alanga, yes. Al- yeah, Alanga's pace. He used to play for United. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying Alanga's pace. I think is, it's proper good. He's a uh, he's he's a very very quick player, and I think. And and he's causing lots of troubles for these the defenses the defenses and I think which 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 can be one of their main their main outlets going forward and I think if Alanga Alanga continues to do the way he's playing he'll look like a proper player and impress them maybe bigger size and maybe move back into a bigger team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's certainly got to um step up his performances and once he steps up his performances a big team will certainly come after him. Um, moving on, this one made me pretty happy. This is this was a huge game. Wolves they've done the double over Spurs. They win two one. Um, Spurs again, miss losing their position in the top four. I think two two big two defender out in the likes of Pedro and Porro. Pedro Porro, yeah Pedro Porro, that's what I'm saying, and Basuma. Basuma, he's the mid- midfield. No no no. Oh, a doggy. Sorry, Pe- Pedro Porro and a doggy. Sorry, so the, the, mine the, went blank. The two yeah, the left two full back and the right backs. The two full backs. I think Liverpool um, use those two full backs in the Spurs, and they use those two full backs very well in pushing forward. And those two full backs get lots of chances up top, lots of assists, lots of chances for goals, mm-hmm. and lots of assists. But however, I think th- with those two players out, I don't think. I don't think their fill-ins. They're not. They're they not. really. They, their fill-ins in the fullback positions didn't really help them in any way, and I think that's what costed them both. If they goals. don't. They're not looking to attack on out wide. Um, well, without they those they two couldn't. players, they, but they, they couldn't. Can't. Yeah. Um, there's nothing they could do in that area, and Wolves. They're they're one of those sides where if you get them on a bad day, then they'll uh, they'll get you, they'll make the most of you, and that's what happened to Spurs. On this day, um, and Wolves again, also a bit of a, a funny side. As I said, you gotta you gotta be you gotta be at them from the start. You can't give them a sniff. The the the, the player that scored the the winning goal in the likes of O'Neill, um, I saw I saw him say that that he got given um, he was he was given lots of Freeman from the gaff Freeman. He was given lots of freedom from the gaffer um, to move in those attacking positions and play the way that he likes to play. And I think that's what allowed them. That's what he said. That's what allowed him to score the goal and get in those good chance, get in get in the box and create those good chances. And I think if the gaffer gives give these players freedom, I think they'll be able to be able to push forward the likes of Adam Traore. I mean, he Chang. I think Huang Huang He Chang Huang He Chang uh, he could I think he's injured at the moment however before that um if if he's given more freedom to push forward in the box or even become a bit of a false nine at times when he plays in the striking position I think um the, the, this freedom allows allows them to score more goals because Wolves have been the side known to not score many and to put two a pass two past Spurs is pretty impressive 
Um, I'd also like to say their midfield played very well, well considering stopping the likes of um, Hunminson, um, Madison, Hoiberg, and I think those players were quietened, well, were humbled from the the Wolves the Wolves midfield, which allowed them to push forward. It was allowed them to push forward onto the win. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I don't think there's too much to say. Well, I I don't think again there's there's too much to say, but again, Wolves they they're a very attacking side, and I think Spurs sort of maybe they also do like to attack, but when you're at home, you've got to, you know, you've also got to be able to attack, um, and and score goals because in these these are the kind of games that Spurs need to win if if they want to to push up the table um and i feel like they were they were also looking to attack without having to worry too much about the defense um so they looked therefore again they looked very open for all right the the big game of the week well what happened on the last weekend man city chelsea what a thriller um, you're welcome chelsea thank you thank you chelsea thank you all chelsea fans um, Harland missed three big chances and he had a 1.88 Shocking for the FPL. Goals. Shocking. I triple captained him this week. I captained him. I triple captained him, Sam. I used the chip and he... And he, and he, and he absolutely I mean, I think failed. I robbed the 1.88 XG, XGI as well as three missed goals, three missed big chances. Sorry, not goal involvement. Three mixed, missed big chances. It really... Really cost him. It really costed him, but also costed my FPL team. And now, I mean, it's still looking okay, but hopefully he plays well against Brentford. To, to well, I mean, from an FPL stand, he plays well against Brentford. However, I, I hope Brentford, Brentford do win to keep our Arsenal's hopes alive. But also, I like to say City, City, for what Pep, Pep said, that City did deserve the win, and I think I agree with what Pep said. That City, yes, City did deserve the win because. They created all these chances. However, they just weren't clinical enough in in the final third. Yes, they created the chances. They just weren't able to finish any of them. The the stats would say that City should have been able to win this game, but they. But I mean, look, listen. The the scoreboard doesn't doesn't lie. If you miss chances, then then that's that's what you get. And Rod Rodri scoring the scoring the level in the eighty second or eighty third minute. Um, he was probably their best player because he did do the job that was required. He was the player that actually did the job, actually controlled the controlled the game as as, as best he could. He scored the goal. Um, but some of these other players in the forward line, De Bruyne, Doku, Foden, they just weren't able to. They just weren't able to do that, and they just were missing their chances. And I think, I think, for, for from a Man City's perspective. Going forward, I think they need to sort that out and be more clinical in front of goal, in order to, in order to come come out with a w- wins, especially against, well, I mean, especially against a team that aren't looking too good. That sort of is what I've noticed with City this season. What I've noticed with City is that when it comes to these big games against these big sides and these big teams, they get the chances, but they aren't able to score them. And often the case would be, if the other side also has chances and can't put them away, then City would just would just go down to the other end and and score them instantly. And that's that's not happened with City this season. And I believe their record against the big six sides hasn't been up to scratch. Um, 
picking up two draws. Now two draws against Chelsea, both home and away. A draw against Liverpool at home and Spurs. Losing to us. Losing to Arsenal. Um, and I feel like if they can't fix their record against the big six sides, like in the next couple of weeks, they've got the Manchester derby. They've got to go to Anfield and they've still got to play Arsenal at the Etihad. If they can't pick up three points in all games, three points in all games, or if not, maybe two games, then I think I just can't see City winning the title. And that's a very unheard of thing to say because we always say every single season that Man City, they're slowly building up to go on a big run at the end of the season and they take the title from there. But not looking like it this but time. I'm I'm very doubtful. But again, you can't doubt big sides. Um, from a Chelsea's perspective, Nkuku came out from the dead. Nkuku from the dead. <laughs> um, he came in. Nicholas Jackson missed a few big chances, and I think if he if he if he scored those chances, it would have put them in in steady step into winning that game. Um, but but Connor Connor Gallagher played a big role in the game in the midfield. Yeah, Connor Gallagher and Cole Palmer both. Or, or, sorry, Cole Palmer and Raheem Sterling. Both. Sterling scored against his old yeah. side. Both City, both City um, ex-players, and I thought they, they played a big performance against their old side in the other shade of blue. Mm-hmm. And and I think those two players, they, 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 they're looking like proper players. Cole Palmer, um, well, it, Okay, in my opinion, I think he's been a bit overrated, a bit overhyped. However, call, I, call st- the I, Jets still, I, I still think he's a great player. Don't get me wrong. He's not like this wonder kid by all means, but I think he's. I still think he's a great player. I still think he's able to create lots of chances for Chelsea, especially seeing how they've been lacking at times. Um, Cole Palmer has still been a very, very good player for their side, a necessity um, for for the Chelsea. However. However, I think he played off with a proper, proper good performance against Manchester City, and he should be proud of it. Mm-hmm. Anything else you'd like to say about Chelsea's performance? Uh, I must say, I think I think Chelsea were very brave um, to just be able to hold off City like that, because th- their defence would have been getting absolutely slammed by the City attack. Um, and I, I reckon that, again, it was a brave performance that, they were just able to hold off City. Um, I spoke to a friend yesterday who's a Chelsea fan. Um, and when I, I he hadn't known what the score was. And once I told him what the score was, he couldn't believe it. He was expecting it to be a, a 3-0, 4-0 defeat. Um, and it, it ended 1-1. So they, they take a point. And uh, that's... Chelsea have now taken... Four points, yeah, four points off, uh, off, um, off City. I I can't complain about that at all. Moving on to the two games that happened from our time of recording last night, Luton United, United coming out with the win two one. What were your thoughts? I think. Yeah, I know. I said I said I said United. Yeah, but I'm just saying. What were your thoughts? My thoughts. Um. I think Luton, I think for me, they've been a little bit unlucky in in some games. And against some of these big, 
against some of the big sides, they've been able to put in really good performances, but they've just... And this is why I think Luton probably will go down in the end, unfortunately. They've played well against these big six sides, but they just haven't been able to get the results. They've been able to get a 1-1 draw at, um, against Liverpool at home. Um, you know, losing in the last second against Arsenal. Um, 4-3 and losing to Man City 2-1 um, also a little bit earlier on in the season and this was a game where Luton put up a fight against United I think they played very very well they looked like they were they, they had chances to level up and come out with a come out with one point maybe even three points however I thought Man United Yes, they just they scored two goals. I think they could have scored three, four, five goals. Then Hoy- Hoyland scored two goals. Yeah, um, Hoyland could have scored a third. Garnacho, Garnacho was through on goal, and I don't even know what happened. He messed it up. Bruno Fernandez, um, missed Mr. Nice Chance. Rashford missed a nice chance as well. And I think, um, from a from a man from a Man United's perspective, um, there there were some good there were some good things that were there. There were also some big chances missed, which that which that needs to be addressed majorly because Man United aside that that is challenging for a top six top four position. I think that needs to be majorly addressed, mm-hmm. and their defense needs to be addressed. Oh yeah, also and, yeah, and yeah 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 as well. I think I think they can build around their attack because you got Ganacho, Rashford, Hoyland, Fernandez. But I think the rest of the squad needs to be um, revamped a little bit um, because United are a side where you know they can they can be on the up, but they've got to somehow rejuvenate the squad. Um, also, like to say, Kaminsky from the Luton Town goalkeeper, um, he he. he brought a very very good performance for them he saved them lots of saved them lots of goals which which made Man United miss big chances so I thought he was a very very good player O'Shea although he picked up the yellow I still thought he was very good and very very good in the back line very solid uh, as well as oh Sambi Lukonga forgot about him Arsenal player he played um, very well played very well he got um, a good block in he got a good block in against Bruno Fernandes which he which which was very good also, Boris, who got the goal. Good good for the FPL. Also, the double game week. Do you have an FPL? Yeah, he's in my FPL. Oh, come on. Good good enough for you. Um, but yeah, no, Morris, I thought he was also very good. He, From what I saw, he created a few chances, got the goal as well. But I don't know. I, I just think Luton Town, a very interesting side. Mm-hmm. Will they come out of relegation? Will they come out of the relegation? Will they win the relegation battle? I don't know. However, there is some quality there and some quality that they can use moving forward. They're a very tough side to play against. They've been... They've been... Every time they've played against, again, as I said, the big six sides, they've not made it easy for those... for those teams, um, as I said. Um, So I think if, if Luton can stay up, maybe that's something that they can take into. I think maybe they can turn those performances where they're playing well, but they're just not quite getting the results, they can turn that around. Um, but if they do end up going down, 
it'd be very unfortunate, but maybe they just weren't cut out just yet. Um, but they, but they can go out high if they do go down. Uh, last game of the of last week, well, yeah, last night, Sheffield Brighton. Won't cover this one for too long. Brighton picking up a big, a big win over Sheffield United. Um, I think Burnley and Sheffield are just about, just about gone for me. Yeah. Three wins for the season, nineteenth, twentieth in the league. I think those two sides, just about gone. Brighton are a bit of a funny team because um, they've copped some pretty big losses throughout the season. A, a six-one loss to Villa earlier on, um, and losing losing to Luton four 0 But they've been able to pick up a big win away at Bright, away at sorry, away at Sheffield. So. And I think some of their some of their players that that have been in the side, Sully Marsh, Pascal Gross, able to show for themselves in the game. Joao Pedro, did he play? Yeah, Joao Pedro as well. I know. I think they were just able to do their job. I think from from a Brian perspective, the players were able to just play how they wanted to play, play the ideal, play an ideal scenario, played the way they needed to play, which allowed them to. Mhm. Which allowed them to uh, play a little bit more freely. And Sheffield United, you've had your time, but unfortunately, you're going back to the championship, guys. So, enjoy that. (laughs) Yeah. All right. um, We'll move on now. Predictions for the next... Predictions. We'll keep... We'll keep them brief, as we've spoken about a lot of the teams already. Um, City-Brentford. I think I'll go with a 3-1 City win. So, you're saying... Ivan, Ivan Tony scoring for City. You mean Brentford? Brentford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for City, I think Haaland will get his goal. <laughs> I need him to get a few, bro, from a FPL. For my FPL perspective, Foden scores two. Okay, Um. yeah, I also need that as well. But I think Brentford, Ivan Tony will score a goal and I think Brentford will, will put off a good fight. I think Brentford against big six teams or big teams in the Premier League um, they have shown that they have they have shown quality, and I think, and I think they will show quality against Man City, and it would most certainly not be a walk in the walk in the park. But from the performance against Chelsea, I think City will come back stronger. I think Pep will get it into their heads that they need to perform better in order to move to forward take to take the title, and I think City will will end up will end up taking the win three one like Sam. I think Tony will score a goal like Sam. Mm-hmm. I think Doku somehow will just score two goals. I think it's just a game that I feel like Doku will score goals. He's been a little bit down since he's come back from his injury. Yeah, he's been down. However, I saw a little bit of quality from him in the later parts of the Chelsea game. And I think if he starts, which who knows from the Pep Roulette, if he starts, he'll he'll get the two goals. Mm-hmm. That's but, the beauty of City's side. Yes, lucky Jeff. We'll move on. Liverpool up against Luton um, at Anfield. Um, last time these two teams played, Luton put up a brave fight. The game ended 1-1. Um, I think Liverpool are going to keep going on their way. I'm going to say a 3-0 win here for them. Yeah. Despite all the injuries. Uh, I think also, I think 2-0. As we spoke about earlier, they do have lots of injuries and it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for them to make out lots of goals. But the way that Salah played, and the way that Salah played 
with Jota and Nunez copping copping their knocks. I think if if he starts, which will look likely considering the way that Klopp likes to play Salah, I think Salah will end up Salah will end up scoring scoring two goals for them and and the result will be a two 0 win for them. However, with the lack of atta- attacking attacking threat and these big players out, but also in the defence, I don't think I think Luton will pull off a good fight and Luton will have a chance to to get the win. Interesting call. Moving on, Villa up against Nottingham. Tough game to predict this one. Um, both teams coming off wins. Um, Villa. Again, very inconsistent side, and they've got to fix their consistency if they are to get that top four spot. Um, they've been dropping some games against some of these lower sides in the league. Uh, I'm going to say that Villa come away with a 2-1, 2-1 win at home. I, I'm going to say the opposite. Okay. I think... Well, I think... Nottingham Forest showed good signs against the against the Hammers. I think that Nottingham Nottingham Forest are just playing are just playing really well, and I think yes, Villa need the win. Yes, Villa need the win against this side. I think I think Villa have looked very inconsistent and not not an ideal not. In steady step into making the top four, and I don't think they will make top four because of their lack of consistency. And I think this score will be a, a big, a big goal threat with a three-two. I think Watkins will score two goals for them. He just looked, he's just looking so good. But I think Nottingham Forest will come out, will, will come out with the win. I, I don't know where the goals will come from. A Langer maybe, a, a Wony. I'm, I'm not sure, but I just think, I don't know. In- interesting. Up, upset match. Interesting. Yeah. Big, big upset there. Brighton versus Everton. That's the next game that we've got. Not much. I don't think. I think it'll just be one-one. I think this is going to be a boring nil-nil. I reckon. Uh, It's it's a bit of a surprise that I'm saying that because Brighton are coming off scoring five goals, but Everton Everton do like to sometimes sit back, um, sit back and, and and take the point. And Everton as well are another side. They are desperate to survive as well. But I don't think they they they're lacking. They're not lacking much creativity in their attacking line, aside from um, McNeil. Um, I think he's been their stand. Harrison. Jack Harrison. Oh yeah, but but I think even McNeil. I think he's he's not looking very very good. I, I I mean no I mean he is looking very very good and they stand up player, creating lots of chances but I think that's one of their only their main outlets in attack and if that if he's the main outlet in attack then I don't think they're going to be scoring very many goals and I think yes as Sam said Brighton scoring Brighton scoring five I think and if they play if they play like they did last week yes they'll score a few goals but but that they haven't been very consistent and I think. The consistency will cost them again, and I don't think they're attacking threat, attacking threat in the likes of in the likes of Joao Pedro, Matoma, Pascal Gross, and oh. and and I don't think those players will will turn up to turn up against Everton, and they and and it will be a one-one game, mm-hmm. just very standard one-one game, very scrappy. I think uh, scra- scrappy mid mid-table scrap. Mid-table scrap. Okay. 
interesting call. Um, next up, we got Palace Crystal Palace versus Burnley. Um, both both sides are not in a great way. Again, um, Burnley copping that the five nil defeat, and Palace they haven't produced some of the bit. Um, they haven't produced great performances as well um, over the last couple of weeks. I think this will also be another standard draw, 1-1. Yeah, I don't think there's so much to say about these two teams. Haven't haven't looked very good, both coming off losses, um, especially Burnley's loss. Um, they, they just, both teams, they just, they, they, there's, there's not really much hope for them. Um, however, I do think Crystal Palace will come out with the win. I think they have some quality in their side. Not much, but some which will allow them to win. And for Crystal Palace to keep up their mid-table, mid-table streak between 10th and 15th place, I think that will happen and they will need to win this game. Mm-hmm. And I think it will just be a 1-0 one, one, one game. Nothing. Mm-hmm. And Burnley, Burnley as well, also been very disappointing season for them. I think a lot of people predicted them to stay up. Um, and unfortunately, that hasn't gone to plan. I, th- I think Vincent Company is a great manager, and I think it'd be very wrong if Burnley did get rid of him, potentially from now until the end of the season, or even at the end of the season if if they do go down, because I, th- I think Company can bring them back up from the championship um, if they if they do go down. So that's my that's my thoughts. Moving on to the next game, we got Manchester United versus Fulham. Fulham lost to Villa last weekend. Man United slowly starting to pick up a little bit of form. They've they've won a couple couple of games in a row, and I, I expect that winning run to continue. They're they're slowly in the top four race. They're very quietly going about their business, and I'll I think they'll pick up a, a one a scrappy one nil win. Okay, I'm going to disagree again. I think, yes, United have looked very good. Yes, they've looked very, very good. I think... I don't think they're going to win. I, I think Fulham, Fulham off, off the loss against Villa, they will come back They will come back stronger. And I think they'll, they'll play well in the... They'll be able to play... They'll be able to control the midfield much better than United will. And I think... And the score will be 2-1 to Fulham... Oh, big, big, big call. Rashford, Rashford, Rashford scores United's goal. Big call. Very big call. Yeah, I don't really know. I'm not really sure what much to say about them. But, I look, I, Man- Manchester United, like, as much as not much excites me about them, I think they're slowly, you know, they've, they've again, as I said before, they've got players where they can build a team around, but they've got to somehow rejuvenate the squad, yeah. as I said. Um... Moving on, Bournemouth up against Manchester City. Bournemouth put up a fight um, against Newcastle away and probably were unlucky not to take the three points. Um, and I think, again, Man City, they'll look to respond from the the Chelsea, the draw against Chelsea. Um, and Bournemouth's record against the big six sides hasn't been too flash. So I think the same thing will happen here. I think City will come away with a 3-0 win. I think 3-1 for Man City. Brentford, I mean, Brentford. Bournemouth will score a goal. 
Man City's defense hasn't looked great. I mean, no, no. Okay, sorry. It's looked it's looked very good, but they have conceded lots of goals. I've conceded one, maybe two goals from their defense. I think, and that will be the same. So that's why I'm gonna say three one. It'll depend how they play against Bradford, which the way that they which the way that they are playing against which the way they played against Chelsea, they should do well against Brentford, hence they should do well against Bournemouth and they will get six points from those two games. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. Moving on, Arsenal up against Newcastle at the Emirates. It's about time that we've played a game at the Emirates. It feels like it's been a long time since that Liverpool game. But Arsenal are at home. Um, Newcastle beat us earlier on in the season, 1-0. I don't expect this to be the same. I think, look, we just got to keep grinding out the wins in order to stay in the hunt for that Tyler race. We're scoring goals. We've won five games in a row. I don't see any other result other than an Arsenal win. Um, score prediction. I'm going to go... I'm going to go 2-0 to the Arsenal. That's fair. Newcastle... Newcastle haven't looked very, very good. However, I feel like they're... I feel like they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna actually turn up to this game, and I think they they will they will play well against us. I think they'll they'll make it a tough game uh, for us. They will make it a tough game for us. I feel Arsenal. I feel Newcastle will turn up. I I don't know. It's just a big side. I think it's just a, because it's a big side. Newcastle, the the mentality shift will change, and the 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 likes of their Newcastle players in. In Isaac, in Trippier, in Almiron, in Gordon, they will turn up. However, I don't think they will be as clinical as they would hope, which is why I don't think they will score. And Arsenal will come out with the win. I just, I just, I just feel Arsenal. We're looking very, very good. We have lots of squad depth. We can bring in lots of good players. The likes of, well, Ben White, as we spoke about earlier. We've spoken about lots of these players. Lissandro Trossard. Haven't spoken about it too much. He's been kind of going under the radar, filling in Gabriel Jesus' position in that nine. He's kind of played a bit of a false nine, which has allowed our wingers to get even wider and more deep, which I I, th- I feel is working very, very well for us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. There's, there's not much to say about the way that we're playing. Yeah, we've talked a lot about Arsenal, and I think we're playing, we're playing very, very well, and we can't really complain too much, which is why we will get the win. As Sam said, 2-0, 2-0, I think will, will happen. 2-0 prediction. Yeah. Moving on, we need we need to get through these quickly. Wolves up against Sheffield United. I think this will be a 3-1 win at home for Wolves. Not much else to really say. Yeah. And then West Ham versus Brentford. Um, I've been speaking a lot about Brentford. Um... I'm gonna go with a. I'm gonna go with a one-nil, Brentford win, away from home. Yeah, West Ham not looking too good. Haven't West looked Ham. very good. We've spoken lots about them, and I think that's why Brentford will. That's why Brentford will win two-nil. Oh, actually two-one. Sorry. Um, I don't know. West West Ham, are kind of in the mud. And there's not much looking. They, they, good, not looking good for them. they need to fix up the way that they're playing. Otherwise, they're going to keep dropping down towards mid-table positions. 
Um, we need to get through. All right, should we just go to predictions for the Champions League games? All right, let's move on. So we'll go PSV Dortmund, the first game. What are my thoughts about the game? PSV on some great momentum. They've won something of like 20 games or something Mm -hmm. in the past, like 23 matches. Something similar to that. I I, I just think... I I just think... I think... I just think... Dortmund. Dortmund will just... Dortmund will just suffer against this strong PSV. Oh, Luke... Luke de Jong's got 36 goal involvements or something, something crazy like that. And mm-hmm. just these players will just play very well. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Dortmund, they are in, in very in very good form. Um, not so much in the Bundesliga. PSV, in very good form um, over in uh, in their local league. Well, y- y- yes. Um, so I... No, Dortmund. Well, one more thing. Sorry. Dortmund, Dortmund haven't been very good in the Bundesliga. However, they did top the group of death. Mm-hmm. So they have been looking good in the Champions League, which may carry on through for um, against PSV. However, with the momentum of PSV, I think PSV will come out with the win 2-1. I'm going to go with also a bit of a tough prediction. Um, I'll go with a 1-0 PSV win at home. Um, moving on now, Inter Milan up against Atletico Madrid. Um, Inter Milan are in very good form at the moment. They're sit- still sitting top of the Serie A, I believe. Atletico Madrid also not so... I believe they're a little bit further behind in La Liga at the moment. Um, but this is probably one of the most intriguing ties, I feel like, in this in this round. Um both teams have got very good players. Martinez for, for Inter. Um, and for Atletico... Who? Griezmann. Griezmann. Morata. Griezmann, Morata looking very, very looking very very good. They played well against Real Madrid earlier um, earlier in the year. I also I also believe that Taram, Taram, Laturo, Tralagu, or however you... Pronounce his name. Sorry, I may have butchered that a lot. Butchered that a lot. Um, from Milan, they've the, all those three players. I thought think have played very good. However, with with the pie, with the Paul, with Griezmann, mm-hmm. it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a very interesting clash. Yeah. However, Inter Milan will get come out of the win. They've looked out look like one of the best sides in Europe from from what I've seen and from what the critics have said and Milan will come no, out with him. I think it'd be very disappointing if um, Milan go out at this stage just making a Champions League final last season um, and, and they should carry their form as well in the Serie A over to the Champions League and I think they'll come away with a, a 3-1 3-1 win 3-1 yeah I'm going to go with 2-0 for Milan 3-1 Inter Porto up against Arsenal. Um, I think a couple of weeks ago, I would have looked at this tie and sort of said, "This is a bit of a banana skin here for the, for Arsenal." Um, if we aren't, if we don't have our act together by by this stage, uh, but thankfully, I think this tie has come at a very good time for us. Um, it's our first Champions League knockout game in seven years, and um, I think 
I actually believe Arsenal have the way that they play and the squad that we've got. We could potentially go far in this Champions League and we could potentially even challenge City for the title. I'm not saying that we're going to win it. Are you going to say you're going to win it? I'm not. No, you're saying you're going to win it. You are going to. Yes, 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 yes. No, no, no. All right. Caption, caption on the Instagram. Caption on the Instagram. Caption on the Instagram. Sam predicts Arsenal win. No, 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 no. I have not said that. I have not said that at all. Been caught on the podcast. I have not said that. I have said we have got a squad that can challenge for the Champions League. But let's just see what happens. See what happens here. Uh, Porto, I mean, I'm, I don't know too much about them. I, I, I do know Pepe, oldest player to score a goal. Tereme, 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 I don't know how, I don't know how to pronounce his name. He's got 11 goal involvements the past however many games. Um, Nils, oh, sorry, not Tereme, Nielsen's gotten 15 goal involvements the past 11 games. Tereme also looking looking on very good form. So I got those two players mixed up. Um, however, Arsenal, we are a proper side, a proper side to contend with. And I think we will get out with the win, 3-1. Uh, and I, I think it will be a, a tough clash for Arsenal. However, the way we are playing, the way we've spoken about this podcast, the last podcast, we're just going to continue to play well and we are going to go deep in the Champions League. Um, yep, yeah, my prediction... I'm going to go with a 2-1 Arsenal win. Fair enough. Uh, moving on to the last game of the Champions League, Barcelona v Napoli. Over in Italy in the first leg. Um, Napoli struggling in Serie A, I believe. I believe they're out of the top four. And Barcelona, they're in that top four race, but they're quite far ahead in that but I think they're too far behind in the La Liga to, to catch up to the title um, look I don't know too much but I do know Barcelona in the mud a bit we're both both teams are in the mud in, in their own way um, but Barcelona top, the, top their group um, I think this will be pretty tough clash I can see there being goals I'm gonna go with a, a two-two. I reckon. I'm gonna go with one-one. I don't think. I don't think. I'm, I don't think that Barcelona and Napoli will. Barcelona and Napoli will be able to score many goals from their from their attacking outlets, and I think from both legs it will go to penalties. However, I do think Napoli will come out with the win and then pens. Mm-hmm. On pens. Oh wow. Alright, moving on to the the big game of the talk. Well, Carabao Cup final. Carabao Cup final. Chelsea-Liverpool. Chelsea up against Liverpool at Wembley. Wembley. Um, I'd like to say... Yes, Wembley. Wembley. Um, no, I, I, I'd first like to say... If we looked at this game two, three weeks ago... You would have said, said Liverpool to come out with a comfortable win. But the way Chelsea played against... The way Chelsea played against... City, as well as Liverpool's two big attacking knocks, the likes of Darwin Nunes and Diego Diego Jota. Sabozlai Jones. Jones. The the big the big names we spoke about. Oh, also Allison. Yes, the big names we all spoke about. It's gonna be a tough match, and I think it'll be it'll be a good match. And I'm gonna go with a big upset. Chelsea come out with the win. 
Big statement. Chelsea come out with the win. Best on ground. Best on ground. Conor Gallagher. Gallagher. Uh, He'll be able to control the midfield. He'll be able to control the midfield. And he'll he'll be able to link up with the forwards. And he will score a goal. And he will score a goal for them. Well, this this is interesting. Especially a couple weeks ago. Liverpool smashed Chelsea at Anfield. Um... And now we're potentially saying that Chelsea have got a chance, which they they definitely do. It's a cup final. Um, but oh, there, there you go. My, my watch is going off. Um, <laughs> but yeah, a, a little bit crazy that Liverpool panned Chelsea only a few weeks ago and now we're potentially talking about Chelsea winning a cup final over them. And I'm, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm, I'm going to go with a 1-0 uh, Chelsea win. I think Liverpool. Sterling scores for Chelsea. A big moment. Oof. I'm going to say Salah misses two penalties. Two. Call. So there's going to be two, two, penalties. two penalties. Two penalties. There's going to be two penalties. Yes. And Salah's going to miss both of them. No, he's not going to miss both of them. I'm, I'm, I'm just... I'm, I'm here to... To start debates here. Alright, it's going on the headlines. Two big headlines. Arsenal win the Champions League one and two. Salah misses two penalties. Going, it's going to go on the headlines. Oh no. And then best on ground. Uh, you got you got to give it to the goal scorer, Raheem Sterling, again. Yeah, fair enough. Well, obviously you went with the 1-0 and Chelsea wins. But yeah, I th- it, it will be a big, big clash. A clash to enjoy. And Liverpool will struggle with all these injuries. And if Klopp does manage to bring Liverpool the win, I think... Okay. If Liverpool win... No. Premier League, Europa League. Premier League, Europa League, Cairo Cup. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, it's possible. But no, it won't happen. Um, Chelsea, if they played the way they played against Manchester City, Chelsea have the all-right shot. And if Klopp does manage to win for the Reds... That'll be a very impressive, very imp- very impressive for them. And Chelsea would have had to do a lot wrong t- for that to happen. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just feel, I just feel Chelsea's Chelsea side, N- Nicholas Jackson, Enzo Fernandez. I, I just think the way they've played against City and the way they have been playing, I think they the, the trend the trend of performance is only going up, and I think it will continue to go up, and which is why they'll get the win. Fair enough. That, that, is, that is a fair assessment. Uh, very impressive. Like, Should we wrap up? I think let's conclude from there. Um, thank you guys for listening to today's podcast. Um, and your continued support. And continued support of our of our journey. Um, yeah. We'll get there slowly. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it again. We are... We're, we're learning. We're very new to this. And we're slowly... Slowly but surely getting going to get there to where we want to get to so yeah we're learning and con- enjoy the ride enjoy the journey and we look forward to seeing you next week on the pod look forward to next week thank you for listening cheers